0: Hi, my name is Brendan Watt, and welcome to the One Choice from Change podcast, where I give you the tools to create something totally different beyond the status quo and where you get to become as different as you are. What if there is nothing wrong with any of the choices you've made up until now? I'm inviting you to be aware that every choice creates something. So what will you choose today?
1: If you've been listening to the podcast Over the last month, you will notice a big theme of money. I am, for whatever reason, extremely interested in talking about money. And it is, to be fair, actually one of my favorite topics of education and of interest. And today, we are going to have another amazing money conversation with the incredible Brendan Watt.
0: Aw, hello. Hey. Hey.
1: Hey. So it's like Brendan is somebody who both of us, you and I both, sort of like built ourselves up from no money and actually debt. So we'd say negative money with the tools of access. So I would love to hear a little bit about your money journey, the things that you, the sort of like realizations, the tools, the awarenesses, the choices that you made that have made a huge difference for you.
0: Well, I think the turning point for me was um, it was was not long after I started Access, and I remember going, like, thinking, I just hate money. Like, I had that Mm -hmm. idea of just hating. And I went, that's weird. But I looked at it and I went, but I said, okay, so what do I hate about money? And when I asked that question, I remembered being a kid And every time money came up in a conversation, people thought there was an Mm -hmm. argument, there was conflict. And then I remembered all throughout my life that I'd carried that one point of view forward. And it was like, so every, when I'd look at money or when I'd hear about money, there was some conflict in my world. So I went, I don't want conflict. I don't want that anger. I don't want any of that. So I just don't want money. And when I got to that, I went, okay, is that actually my point of view? And I went, no. Okay, good. And change that. When I changed that, my money started changing.
1: Yeah. That hating of money, I would say is the absolute foundational, most relevant thing to get about money. Like, Because I had the exact same thing. I had to recognize and really come to the awareness that I actually hated money. And it was the same. I have a very similar story where it's like growing up in my family, whenever money, I only really saw money be a source of like anger and like strife amongst people and stress everybody was like, my parents were so stressed out about money. And so I did that same thing where I attributed the strain, the stress, the anger to money rather than being able to see that it wasn't about the money. It was actually about the choices that the grownups were making that was yeah. creating that in their lives. And I did the same thing as, you know, my dad asked me, he's like, well, do you love or hate money? I was like, of course I love money. Like my point of view was, I was completely delusional. And then I really looked at all of my attitudes I was having towards money. And every single one of them was of contempt and resentment. And I went, whoa, do you hate money?
0: Well, isn't it interesting too? The, that thing of completely delusional because we're, you think that, okay, I should love money. Like money is great. Money is wonderful. Money is like, it has this energy of you need it. It's like, if you have it, you're right. So we go, okay. So
1: mm.
0: we hide all of these things behind us and it creates this wall between us and where we can actually receive money. And that's the thing where I think most of us, most of the people on the planet, I hate to say it, but most of us have this place where it's like we have a point of view of what we're willing to receive based on our points of view. So we, we are completely delusional with the reality of what money can contribute to us based on our points of view.
1: And even to recognize that most of us are delusional, thats not we're not criticizing. Like Brendan is definitely not throwing stones. He's sort of like pulling the veil back to recognize that most of us aren't raised very few of us. If any of us have parents who actually ask us, what would you like your reality with money to be? Yeah. And so we never find out
0: that question too. What would you like your reality with money to be? It's like, that is mind boggling. If you try and think about it, because you're like, well, but what do you mean my reality? Yeah. Most of us go into this place of, but, okay, my reality with money would be this, 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 and this, based on what we think our reality should be with money, but not from that question of, if I could just, okay, what is my reality with money from that place of that question, we really have no idea. Like, what if we were that different with what we could ask for with money?
1: Right. So I was a young adult by the time I had one of my parents ask me this and it was my dad and he was like, so if you had your reality with money, what would it be? And I was actually like super excited when he asked me the question and he's like, go write it down. And I like got to my notepad and I put pen to paper and it was like, "Clunk." clunk. I like had no idea. And I knew what my parents reality with money had been. And I knew what other people's realities were, but I had like literally no clue what mine was. So I stayed in that question for, it took me three weeks. And one morning I woke up and the first element of my reality with money was available to me and it was joy. And I had never seen that. I had never seen anybody be joyful around money. And I went, huh. And from that point forward, I knew if I wasn't joyful in regards to money, earning it, spending it, lending it, borrowing it, having it, not having it. If I wasn't having joy, I wasn't being me. And then it took me another 10 years of like being like, I would say, fully under fire, trying to discover what my reality with money is and having my reality with money, because everybody and their fucking mother has a point of view, or two or three or eight trillion about money, and they think they're right.
0: Yeah and the interesting part about that is, though, when you got that thing of the joy like that. That one energy, so then once you get that, you know that anything that doesn't match that energy is not your reality with money. That seeps out into every area of our life. When we get that thing of, what's my reality with money, and and you go, joy. Okay, anything that doesn't match joy is not my reality with money, but anything that doesn't match joy is probably not my reality with relationship, with sex, with, with anything. It's like wow, but I mean, I remember when I was stressing out about money years and years ago, and my son Nash was quite young, and he could kind of hear what was going on for me, and I think more so could hear what was going on in my head. But he looked at me and he goes, "Dad, don't worry about money. People drop it all the time. We can just go and pick it up." And I was like, oh my God. And it broke me when he said that because I was like, that was his reality with money. People drop Mm -hmm. it all the time and you just pick it up. You can just ask for it. You can just receive it. And I was like, okay, I'm over my point of view.
1: Actually, that's a really incredible point because I would say one of the most um, prevailing points of view or sentiments around money is that there's a lack of it. And that opens up a whole other stratosphere of questioning about like, is there actually lack? Or is that a point of view you take? And obviously Nash didn't have that point of view. He was like, damn, there's money everywhere. (laughs) Like, I love that it was going to come from other people dropping it, which is just his way of saying like, it's everywhere, like there's possibility. And I hate to say this because it's so easy to reject or think it's just like a nice idea. However, like the universe is an abundant space or place and money is just one expression of what's possible to have and to choose.
0: Well, and that also, it's like, Because I do the same. I'm like, I hate to say this because it sounds so like, you're like, oh, we just asked for it and it shows up. Yeah, airy
1: fairy, yeah.
0: But both of us have done it. Like we've both, like it it would be different if we were sitting here going, oh, yeah, I was born with a silver spoon in my mouth. And it's like, and now let's have a conversation about money and how it's like really easy to get. But it's like we both came from nothing.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, when I started Access, I was – $250,000 $250,000 in debt, yeah. in tax debt, from yeah. just avoiding it, avoiding yeah. money, avoiding finances. I mean, I told, her, I told this story years ago about when, when I was living in this apartment when I was, I think I was like 21, and I would just get bills in the mail. And if it had that, if it looked like a bill, I would just put it straight in the bin. No. I even look at it. And this is my reality with money. And it's like one day my power went out and I was like, oh, I hadn't paid the power bill, but wasn't even looking at the power bill. So I ran a power lead from, I was in an apartment. So it was from like this external source of power into my apartment so that I could run the fridge and stuff like that. And and I thought that was normal.
1: Right. Well, in some cultures and countries, it would be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was like, oh, it's like, well, your power goes out. It's got nothing to do with the power bill. It's like, how are you going to get power?
1: Right. And that's so interesting because mostly people want money or their whole sentiment towards money is I need to have it so that it can fulfill my needs, which is true. And it's really interesting if you took money out of the equation, which is basically what you did. (laughs) when you ran the power lead from your fridge out to wherever the PowerPoint was that you could find. Sort of like, you took money out of the equation and there was still resource and energy available. Granted, of course, now we're getting into the whole like moral and ethical dilemma of like not being appropriate in a first world culture to do such a thing, da 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 But it's sort of like, if you take money out of the equation, then like, what are you choosing? Are you creating, like literally, if you took money out of the equation completely, are you creating, generating, choosing the resources, the elements, the energies that fulfill and create your life? And And where are you looking for money to be that?
0: Yeah. That is such a big part of what most people have taught about money is it's like, well, once you get the money, you will have this, but it's like, what's the energy you want your life to be like? What are the choices that you're making with that? And then it's like, once again, it sounds like such a, oh, it's so easy, but it's like, but it is, it really is, because I know for myself, and I've seen so many people do it, when you change that energy of your life, and you change your points of view, the money just, it just shows up in the most random ways. Yeah. I mean, I remember when your dad, Gary, said once, he was like, the purpose of money is to change people's life, change people's realities, and I was like, what? What? Because I had always had purpose of money being, well, you need it for X, Y, yeah. and Z. But it was yeah. like when you said that, it simplified it into this energy that I could actually recognize of, oh, it's just this abundant source of gifting and receiving that yeah. we have. Since then, it's just it just shows up in the most random ways. But one thing I've noticed with myself is when I'm being me, money just comes. When I'm not being me, it doesn't.
1: Right. And so like what you're referring to as money in this conversation is sort of the what I would call like the resource that the universe can be. And if you guys remember, if you listened to, and if you haven't, go back and listen to the Stories of Money podcast I did with David Kube is actually, was it in the Stories of Money or the one before that? How to Thrive in Strange Financial Times. David talks about how money was created as a way of making trade easier. And so you have to remember that that's all that money is. The, the fiat currencies that we use today, the dollars, the cents, the yen, the rupees, et cetera, are a form of being able to trade with one another and being able to trade with our, in, within our societies. But if all that money went away, what would be the valuable resource to you?
0: That is and a so really we, good question.
1: I think we put way too much emphasis and focus on the money. However, money is a useful tool, but it is only a tool. It doesn't actually exist in reality. It's something we all agree to believe in and to use. And we do. But if it went away, which it will, because if you look historically at anything, all cultures change, all financial systems change, all currencies. I mean, I even sort of learned this lesson the hard way that like I couldn't actually hold on to fiat currencies, the paper bills. For too long because they actually expire. I did this with British pounds, Indian rupees, and one other currency. Actually, I had some US dollars that the bank was like, we won't take these. And I was like, why? They're like, they're too old. And I was like, nah. And I got them to eventually take them, but the currencies actually do expire, which was not something that I really like ever thought about. I was like, this is just money, but it isn't. It's actually something that has to have a system to support it. And we tend to focus a lot on the system rather than on what's actually truly valuable to us.
0: Yeah. And well, also it's like, if you look at the world right now, it's like the way that the financial reality is for a lot of people right now, it's even going from living week to week with finances, which has been one thing, but it's like the whole financial reality in the world has changed right now. And it's like having that, like stretching your awareness that far into that is quite an interesting thing too. Cause you're like, well, but what about my money? But it all comes from this one pool and it also has, without getting too much into it, it's like it has a certain element of control to it with the way that it's like with cash right now. I mean, there's shops here in Houston where I'm living and it's like, no, we don't take cash. They don't want to touch the cash.
1: Oh, right. Right. I would thought you were saying like it's turning into a cashless society because in Sweden, literally 50% of the shops around where I live like, just don't take cash. It's not because they don't want to touch it. They like literally, it's becoming a cashless society. But I think you mean something different in Texas. Well,
0: well I think that's, well, I, I don't really because I think that's what really the world wants to see is they want to right. have control over the finances. So it's like cash, you cannot control cash. Who yeah. knows how much each of us have got in cash. Yeah. But if we have, you know, our credit cards and all of that stuff, but it's like, even with that, I used to think having money on my credit card meant I had money.
1: Right. So there's, it's, I think people can be very like, sort of like incorrect about what money actually is. So there's like education about money, like what money actually is, which is, it was a medium that was created to facilitate easier trade. And each country has its own sort of like fiat currency, da, 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 da. So that's like education about that kind of money. But then there's like the money coming into our lives with ease that comes from choice that I believe is like the superpower that we have access to that so few people are willing to receive Yeah, that I would love to really dive into
0: for people. Well, that the choice is definitely the superpower with everything and with money. And it's like the other thing with, that I learned with money was clarity. Me and you know, I was having this chat with your dad years and years ago, and I was like, I'm not earning any money, I don't have any money. And he goes, Really? How much are you earning? And I went, I don't know. And he goes, Okay, go and work out exactly how much you're earning. Yeah, month. and I did it. And I went to it, I came back to him and said, Wow, I earned ten thousand dollars this month. And in my head, I thought I'd earned two thousand dollars.
1: Right,
0: I looked at that, I realized, Okay, so now how much am I spending? And I went, oh, I'm spending $12,000. <laughs> exactly. So that was my reality with money. And when I did that, I went, okay, so now I need to make more money. But from that clarity, I had more choice because I knew what questions to ask.
1: I love that. From that clarity, you had more choice. And that's exactly right.
0: Yeah. From
1: that clarity, you get more choice. Because otherwise, you're telling yourself a lie all the time.
0: Mm. And which you people like to time. do. You're like, well, but I don't know what to look at. What do you, what choice do I make with money when it's like, it's such a confusing universe when you don't have clarity with it.
1: Good point. I love that. Right. And so like, do you want to have clarity with money? I was just making a, I was making a video to this afternoon for the talk to the entities, facilitators who do like reoccurring issues with their administration. Those of you guys that have been listening to my podcast for a while, and you might not know, I sort of created and generated this body of work called Talk to the Entities, which is an access consciousness specialty class that I'm sort of like the leader of. And we do a lot of administration because there's 150 plus like international facilitators and they're doing their own classes and they do royalties and class lists, and da, 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 da. And it's always incredible to watch the ones that just are repeat offenders with not being able to figure out their currency conversions, who don't do accurate accounting, that like, and it's just like again and again and again and again. And it's always the people who struggle to have big classes. And the ones, the facilitators who continually have an ever growing class attendance and business are the ones who are doing clean, clear administration and royalty submission. And so I made some videos for them today, like when they do sort of like this thing over and over instead of my staff constantly like trying to deal with them to send them a video, a direct video for me being like, okay, so you're a repeat offender in this one particular area. And then facilitating that, like, what is it you're actually creating or looking to destroy with this action? And I did a money one because some of them just cannot get this money thing. And it was 100% the conversation about do you love or hate money? getting clear is what allows things to grow.
0: That is so true. You've jogged my my head into all of these other areas too, though, because it's like really is getting clarity is what allows things to grow because it actually gives you that place of, okay, now I'm like, if there's something not working in your life, whether it's money or whatever. And if you go, well, why isn't it working? But looking yeah. from that place of the problem not what am I choosing to create it not working. And once you find that, that like the choice that you make is the source for why it's not working. So once you find that choice, oh, I'm choosing this because I hate, I hate money. Oh, there's the source. Now I have clarity.
1: Yeah, now I know where to be sort of like working on this from. Um, yeah. I remember a woman who's actually a, a mutual friend of ours. Years ago, she told me, that she had like so resisted looking at the money stuff. And and I think my dad had sort of given her the same talking to that you had, which was like, go get clear. Actually go work out what your yeah. income is, what your debt is, da da da. And she came back and she had figured out that she had this massive debt that she sort of like had deliberately not been paying attention to. And for years she had not been paying attention to it. And it was just sort of slowly, steadily growing to this like difficult problem and but she said that after she actually sat down and worked it all out and looked at it and sort of swallowed the tough pill pill of realizing the financial situation she had gotten herself into she had gotten herself out of it in three months wow after it being years and years and years of this like festering growing unacknowledged issue and so it's now granted that was a choice she made and what are some of the reasons why people wouldn't want to get clear with money?
0: Well, yeah, I was just looking at the same thing because I think it's like what it adds to your life. It's like with with anywhere in your life that you've got a problem, you, you're choosing it for something. So most of us go, well, I, I, no, it's a problem. I don't want to look at it. But it's like, okay, what is not having money give you? Does it give you a source of suffering? Does it make other people want to take care of you? Like, what is it for you? And that's another thing with the clarity is, oh, I like not having money because people take care of me. Okay, good. Then I know what I'm choosing it for. Once again, once you know what you're choosing it for, you can change it.
1: I love that. Yeah. And that's, that's that sort of place of being willing to look at some things that you might find difficult to like acknowledge about like the way you're choosing. Cause you like, don't want to believe that you're like, that that's what you're choosing. But as yeah. soon as you can be honest with yourself, like without judging it because that's like a really key component
0: big time Uh, and that being that vulnerable with yourself it's like that has really probably probably been the toughest thing for me over the last 10 years was really like going okay I need to actually look at what's true for me with this and it's like and in seeing all of these different things because you can't see what's true for you if you have judgment because you're going okay well I can only see the good things And I did this for years. I would go, I can only see the good things about me because I want to be good. Right. And it's like the same with money. I can only see the good things about money because money is good. But it's like, but it's all the bad things that we have judgment of. And it's all the good things that we have judgments of that don't actually allow us to see, okay, what's actually true for me? It can be so simple, but it can also be horrifying at the same time because you actually have to get honest with yourself.
1: And once you get clear, that's where you have a different choice available. Yeah. As you stated. And look, guys, it's like we're not raised to be clear. Like we're we're raised in a world that kind of like capitalizes on deception and like misinformation. So this conversation that Brendan and I and I are having is, is a really different one. And it's just, please get that this is just the key that set us free financially. And so we're talking about it from our perspective and from the place in the space that's really worked for us. And this is big. I know that it's, it can be intense and really like confronting to to look, but that's the power. It's like the willingness to really look at it is so powerful.
0: Yeah, it is. And it's like, and you know, I was just looking at then also, it's like the people, like with that, we're not taught to be clear. It's like, I remember growing up, it's like, I thought everybody knew who they were. <laughs> so I, was like, I was like, oh, so they know they're that. And, and I was like, so clarity wow. for me was everybody's telling the truth. Everybody's being honest with themselves. Everybody, because wow. I was so different as a kid. Wow. I was. I know who I am. So everybody else must know who they are. Wow. And I just realized that that was where I I was totally delusional. I thought everybody else was being honest with themselves as well. And in that, I just recognized that I'd cre- I'd crafted such a reality based on everybody else being true to themselves. So that helped me. Thank you.
1: God, that must be a humanoid pandemic because I think I actually suffered from the same thing.
0: That people yeah, when
1: right. what they that what they said was actually true. And then when I grew up, I realized that people didn't actually know themselves and they were lying to themselves most of the time. And I looked at myself and I was like, do I want to suffer like that? And I was like, fuck no. So I'm like, I'm a big wielder of brutal self-honesty, but not brutal abusive self-honesty, but the sort of like the the willingness to cut through the problem. Because let's face it, if you're having a problem, whether it's financial, physiological in your relationships, period. It's like what we say in access, if if you're having trouble in any area, it's because there's something you're unwilling to perceive, know, be, or receive. Yeah. And money and is all about
0: receiving. It's like also having that, like with looking at what's true for you, it's having that level of, like we said, vulnerability, but also the kindness with yourself. Like yeah. if you're trying to look at what's really true for you, you have to let those things come up. Yeah. That, sometimes looking at you, you go, oh my God, I'm so terrible for having that as a point of view. But that's, yeah, once again, it's the judgment. And that's the place that we stop ourselves rather than go, okay, that's there. Is it even my point of view? But we learn all of these things. Like if you go through the world from childhood going, oh, everybody's true to themselves and everybody. So we're picking up on a <laughs> godzillion points of view thinking that's what's true to everybody else. So
1: uh, wow. Me,
0: going where is my reality? And it's like, it has to start with that question, but the question from that place of being vulnerable with yourself, but being kind to you too.
1: Thank you so much for adding that 100%. It's like, I remember standing in my kitchen when I was still living in California. So this would have been maybe 15, 16 years ago. I remember standing there and there was this one moment of, I was like in the kitchen cutting something. And I went, I'm never going to abuse myself in regards to money ever again. And it was just the kindness towards money, like completely worn won over. And it was this really clear, easy choice. No, it wasn't necessarily like effortless. Like I had to be really clear that I had been abusing myself with the way I thought about money, the way I felt towards money, the way I, you know, had money as a thing in my universe, which had mostly just been abusive. Like it was a constant source of pain and stress. And I went, not going to do that again and it was like right then the priority for peace with money is what one
0: that's that's really cool and that's like that one choice that one choice it's like it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have to choose eight billion more things with it right that one choice where you go you know what i'm not going to abuse myself with this anymore if we just got to that with money where you went you know what I'm not going to abuse myself with money anymore. I'm not going to lie to myself about money anymore. And then comes the place where you can start being kind to yourself and going, okay, so now what would I like to choose?
1: Exactly. And that's the, what would I like to choose? Because it wasn't just in that moment in my kitchen in Southern California, like it wasn't like that was the last choice I ever had to make around money. But what it meant was whenever I was doing the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions that were abusive in regards to money in relationship to money for money from money because of money I would catch it and I'd be like nope I'm doing that thing that doesn't feel good again stop and I would then I would like literally like force myself into being joyful because like which to me felt like such this like futile like how is being joyful with money like really going to be effective but I swear by golly you know it's like 20 basically like 15 years of that choosing has made me a multimillionaire like literally and i'm not just financially wealthy which i am but i'm also energetically wealthy i'm i'm like deeply happy and know that no matter what even if i lose all my money tomorrow or the entire world economy bottoms out like i have me and i can get to work and i can create
0: what a gift i mean and i think it's like once you find that sense of like with you with the joy of it it's like it's not just the money it's everything
1: yes yes and that's the priority and that's like choosing to prioritize something that might not seem like a valid effective choice like do we are we ever taught that choosing joy or being joyful is going to be effective in creation but it is
0: it is it definitely is and it it's also it's like if you have that level of joy with money or with whatever's going on in your life, then you don't have to find the place where you have to give it up for anybody else.
1: Ooh, same way. Well. That's big. That's big.
0: Well, it's like, like if you could be, if you could know what was true for you, and even if it's just joy, I know that if it doesn't match that energy of joy, it's not true for me. Then. Anything else that comes into your world from the outside, like somebody comes at you with, well, money's bad, I'm stressed out about money, or they have all these things going on. If you can just be, okay, interesting point of view, I have the point of view that that's my reality with this, then it's like people can come at you with all of their problems, but you never have to lose that sense of joy for you. And what a different world if you had that. Like you could walk through you could walk through anything in life with everybody else freaking out about anything. And you could just be like, okay, I'm here. I have me. Now what would I like to choose? And that's definitely been what I've been asking for for the last 10 years. And I didn't quite realize how much until you just brought that bit up. So I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, cause I realize also for me, how quickly I will give that up and I will go, Oh, well, this person is unhappy and I need to make them happy. But, I should become unhappy to make them feel better about their unhappiness. So I go, Which okay, I'm is- Yeah. Rather than, okay, it's their choice to be unhappy or it's their choice to not have money. But it, that doesn't mean that I have to give up what's true for me.
1: Yeah, and I think that really illustrates how much we tend to value unhappy mm. and heavy as like real in this reality, as opposed to like when you're joyful, that seems like...
0: Oh. And also, as a humanoid, that you've done something to create it,
1: yeah, right, like yeah, exactly
0: oh, somebody's unhappy, they must be unhappy with me. I must have done something wrong. What did I do right. wrong? So let me find out a thousand yeah. ways that I'm wrong so that I can fix their unhappiness. It's like no, that's a choice too that that other people make,
1: yeah, it's like nothing's ever personal, that was like the biggest
0: you're wrong. <laughs> like, Holy oh shit.
1: <laughs> And so obviously this is such a huge, and like the stuff that we're touching on here and like talking about, like the stuff that you're talking about, about picking up on other people's upsets around money and then trying to like make them happy and solve it. It's like, that's huge. That yeah. is deserves its whole own like 15 day class.
0: The thing it's, I love about doing these podcasts with you, like every time we've done a few now and it's like, every time we do it, I'm like, I have these massive explosions in my world and I'm like, and I try not not, say too much because I yeah. knew that I could go into like set a yeah. day class on.
1: and to recognize that it's like if you guys hear anything in this that you get is like relevant in your world like it's all possible it's a choice which I think Brendan you're like particularly good at distilling and like presenting like choice as a <laughs> as a valid tool which most people, it's like, do you out there listening to this right now, it's like, do you actually believe you have a choice or do you tend to believe that you're at the effect of or a victim of your circumstances? And obviously that is not the conversation that Brendan and I are having. So for those of you guys that desire to be the chooser of your reality and who are willing to, to like arm yourself with the power of that choice, listen to this. Because we want, like, Brennan and I are the, are the idiots who actually want everybody to be happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I would like a happy world. I yeah. like happy people.
1: And we want all of you guys to actually, like, have everything that you desire. Because, like, that's what is possible in life. So we've been, the cra- we've been a couple of crazy people who have broken out of the normality of society and have definitely chosen a very different path. And actually, that reminds me of the one of the podcasts we did that I like actually still reference and use like a lot is the difference is the key, not the curse conversation that we had. If you haven't listened to that, if you're listening to this podcast, go listen to that. It's on my podcast and it's on Brendan's. Yeah, it was like really, really opened up something for me where I had access to the difference that I was in a way that I hadn't before.
0: You know, it was, I think it was that podcast that we did too that we were talking about different elements of the way that the planet generates like that. We were, we went into something with it. I'm pretty sure it was that podcast, but it's interesting now with what's going on on the planet. Like I've been listening to to past classes and things like that. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like hearing things so different with the way that like all of us speak about this knowing of the future that we don't necessarily know how to, we didn't know that, well, the coronavirus is gonna come around and the planet is gonna generate itself in a different way and all of this. <laughs> when you hear these things, you go, Oh, I th- I think we know a lot more than we give ourselves credit for. But the one thing I wanna one thing I wanna add with this, with what all the stuff that you just said is the thing that I'm getting big time out of this podcast is that clarity thing is if something's not working in your life right now, whether it be finances, whether it be anything, is look at it and go, okay, what choice or what choices am I making that is creating this? And from that is where you get the clarity, because you can start looking at it and going, oh, I'm creating it with my choices. And that was That was probably the biggest key to where, like, that was the starting point for me. When I came to a class with your dad, it was my first class, and he said, everything that's showing up in your life today is based on all the choices you've made. And I went, holy shit. (laughs) I was like, because before that, before that moment that he said that, I was like, well, no, it was because of my childhood. It was because I had money. It was because of... God doesn't like me, whatever. But it was <laughs> when he said that, I went, holy shit, this is my car. I've been driving it this whole time in the wrong direction. Yeah. Now all I have to do is make some different choices. And I yeah. recognize that I've done that with everything in my life. If there's something not not working for me, I'm choosing it.
1: Now you got to get clear on what that choice is yeah. and what choice you can make yeah. that will lead to a life that really works for you.
0: Yeah, that really works for you. Yeah. No.
1: So we'll put some um other money education resources in the show notes for this podcast on Consciousness Anywhere. Um, some of well, I would say the books and the classes that were the turning point for me. And um, so if any of you guys are interested in really diving into changing this in your world, their resources are there. You're not alone. So what else is possible, guys?
0: Exactly. Hey, I'm grateful. It's like, you've definitely opened up doors in my world with this.
1: Thank you so much for joining me, Brendan. And, um,
0: and subscribe to our podcasts.
1: Yeah. Subscribe, subscribe or tell your friends or I don't even really care. I, it's was such an interesting, like, I mean, I like literally don't care. I just, if you're listening to this, like I know you're interested in a different world and that's what really matters to me. So thank yeah. you so much for taking an interest and for finding Brendan and I and take a take a chance on yourself. Like be kind yeah. to you and get the courage to really be the
0: chooser and the creator of your life. Yes, please.
1: Thanks guys.
0: Thank you. If you found this helpful, please share it and subscribe at onechoicefromchange.com. Until next time, there's only one choice from change.